Welcome to the spirit world, answering your questions on angels, demons, and how the spiritual and physical worlds interact. And now your hosts, Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. Well, hello there, and welcome to the spirit world. I am Debbie Giorgiani with Adam Bly, religious demonologist, and hopefully you. We are live today on our open forum mailbag show. We normally do one a month. This month, for the month of July, we're doing two uh, today and at the end of July. So please start calling in right now. We expect to hear from you. You can ask almost anything about angels or demons or anything in between. The number to dial is 877-757-9424. It's our open forum mailbag show here on The Spirit World. Adam, we always begin with the St. Michael Prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, we're going to jump right into, we, ha- we have uh, just an abundance of emails that have come in, um, and you can always email us at tsw at grnonline.com. That's how you can send your uh, emails in for the next mailbag show, which is at the end of July. Don't forget, to, uh, July is, is dedicated to the precious blood of Jesus. Last month was a sacred heart of Jesus. Uh, this month, beginning today, is uh, the precious blood of Jesus. I love that. I, you know, I almost can't pronounce my last name today. I don't know what's the matter with me. I almost stumbled on my last name, Georgiani. How could I do that? Uh, that is like, that. Uh, what is the matter with me? I don't know. Maybe I'm getting ready for Independence Day celebration. It is Marty's birthday, July 3rd, my husband. And so I, I'm, I've got kind of my focus on that because Adam, he thinks the fireworks are for him for his birthday. I, I don't have the heart to tell him that they're really not, you know, he, I let him think that way. What do you think? You think that's oh, okay? They, they might be for him. He's a very special guy. <laughs> Oh, please don't tell him that. Okay, yeah, no. So it's it's it is it is exciting. Um, but uh, we are live today. This is we're already getting calls. We have Anna at the um, at, at call screening for us. Tim is also at the controls. Our wonderful producer Taylor Van Est. Um, he is doing a great job making sure we sound uh, pretty good. We hope you can hear us clearly, which is wonderful. Um, but we'd like to hear from you at eight seven 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 five seven nine four two four. This is our open. Open Forum Mailbag Show here on The Spirit World. We go very fast. Calls are coming in. Uh, We're not going to do any teaching today, although we will be answering your questions and, and comments that come in and also the ones we have um, from the past couple months. Uh, But we're not going to do any specific teaching. Next week, we're going to be talking about St. Michael and the St. Michael's Cave in Italy. Oh, you're going to, you don't want to miss that. That is amazing. And we'll also be talking about Our Lady of Mount Carmel for the month of uh, July and, and other shows as well. But this one is an open forum, angels or demons, anything in between. Here's the first question, Adam. It says, hi, Debbie and Adam. I recently went to my first healing mass. After I was prayed over, I left feeling very strange. Initially, I felt a sort of heaviness and lifelessness over my body. 
Also, for about a week or so, I had a headache and just wasn't feeling myself. I know that people react to the spirit at healing masses, but this didn't feel like a positive experience. I worried that it was sort of an evil that overcame me. The feeling has since left, thankfully. But have you ever heard of someone coming away from a healing mass with something like this? That was a question that was sent in. And Adam, would you like to respond? Well... That's an interesting question, Deb. Um, it could be a number of things. Of course, we want to we understand that sometimes psychologically and, and kind of physically, we can get a, a big reaction to things. Um, you know, you see this uh, a lot with some people where it's not a genuine response, but they, you know, the person sometimes can be slain in the spirit and fall over, and it, and it could be the body producing that through blood pressure and various things. You see a lot of big, strong reactions that are, seem to be emotional and physical with um, a lot of the Protestant faith healers and things like that. So you want to understand that, especially if you were worked up that day or feeling very strongly, you could have induced kind of a, a blood pressure change or just a, a natural reaction in the body. The brain's ability to affect the body is, is greater than most of us really appreciate, um, which is why, you know, this is a, a, a side thing, but, you know, a lot of the, the medicines that we take, you know, a lot of that is a placebo effect because the, the brain has a strong effect on the body. So we want to like, before we jump to any conclusions, we want to say, well, it went away, you know, it was a heaviness and a headache and, and maybe it was emotional or psychological, physical. That being said, uh, generally, no, people don't generally come away from healing masses feeling heavy or worse like that. Um, it's possible if a person had, had a serious spiritual problem, which doesn't sound like you did, um, that could be stirred up at the healing mass as opposed to completely resolved because some people need more prayer later. And so in a sense, things could be stirred up and kind of you could feel more uh, challenged in the days after because things were stirred up. Um, but it doesn't sound like that's the case here. So I would kind of lean towards if it went away, don't worry about it. And I think that's a good rule of thumb with a lot of these a lot of these things, because you know, I hear from people all the time, I had this strange experience, you know, five years ago, and, you know, it happened once, and then nothing bad has happened since. Well, if that's the case, just let it go. You know, we want to we want to be positive and move forward. If there's a if there's a persistent problem, you know, we want to get that ruled out medically and, and then explore the, the spiritual. But basically, if it went away, given that we can't diagnose it so briefly, I would say just let it go and, and move on and be positive. Mm -hmm. We want to thank Dominique in, from Pennsylvania for that question. So thank you so much, Dominique. Please keep sending your questions in to tsw at grnonline.com. You can also ask your question on Facebook if you like us there at the Spirit World Podcast. Okay, well, we do have an open phone line just for you, 877-757-9424. If you call in, we'll take your calls first, and then we'll move to the mailbag, and we're, we're trying to catch up from months ago. And also, Adam and I will be doing some webinars coming up in order to address some of the, um, the emails that have been coming in on a regular basis. We're going to kind of group them together and do a presentation of, a, of a, a webinar on certain things. Like we have one coming up um, in July this month, July 19th, uh, on uh, the occult. And uh, that's because a lot of you have been sending in um, questions about this, this new... Um, 
uh, Ouija board that's out there that's trying to say that you can uh, somehow contact Jesus through it. And it's very dangerous, folks. And we're, we're trying to stay ahead of this. And so we'll we'll be providing those webinars. Um, and that that's coming up July 19th. Uh, more information will be um on that uh, next weekend. So you'll have plenty of time to register. But we do want to hear from you right now, 877-757-9424. We're going to go very, very quickly. Uh, let's go to and, and greet Mary from Wichita, Kansas. Um, Mary is on the iCatholic radio app. Hello, Mary. Welcome to the spirit world. Hello. I, I have a, a, a story to tell you that really happened. I called a few weeks ago, and I was—I got in at the end, and he told me to call back. So I'm calling back, um, and I have everything written down here so that I don't waste any time. Um, and our house, the previous owners, um, one of their sons had had been in Vietnam. The other son was severely handicapped. Uh, mentally handicapped, so he didn't have a, a full knowledge of all things going on. And people had told us that the, there were strange goings on, somehow connected with the son who had been in in Vietnam. And and uh, we bought the house. We didn't know anything about that. And my son was in the seminary and um, this was happened within the first early years that we lived here maybe two or three years and i was taking theology classes at um, uh, the local uh, college catholic college and strange things started happening in the house Items were falling off the wall, scratching in the wall above the bed at, at night. The ceiling light in our bedroom was rattling and making noise in the middle of the night. And I would come in from outside, and when I get to the dining room and turn the light on, the light would, would be a kind of scattery thing, like it's shortened out. And and then um, one time, um, my other son he had left and and gone to school, and I was gone and gone to school. I left before he did. Mary, Mary, hold, Mary, do do us a favor. Hold it right there. Just hold it right there. You hear the music? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a little break. We're gonna come back. You can pick up where you left off, and then we'll we'll go ahead and give some time to address this, Mary. And and please, thank you. Uh, just a couple of minutes through the break, Mary Beth and Peggy and the others. We will get to you. Um, this is the Spirit World Open Forum Mailbag Show. Please call us at eight seven seven. Seven five seven nine four two four, and we'll be right back. Are you feeling lost in a sea of overwhelm? 
Hi, this is Coach Felicity with Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute. Many people find themselves challenged with overwhelm. Too many things to take care of, too many people to please, too much work to do. And in spite of their best efforts, they continue to fall behind with this overwhelm coming in like a flood. But that's not the abundant life that Jesus wants you to live. That's why Stand Tall Today has experienced professional coaches that will assist you in dialing down that overwhelm. They'll help you get a grasp on where you are and to create a plan that enables you to take bite-sized steps of action so you can live an abundant life. Why not take your first step right now? Go to StandTallToday.com and find a coach that is just right for you. Because life is simply too short to stay lost in a sea of overwhelm. This is Coach Felicity with your Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute. A while back, I had a nice little chat with some Jehovah Witness ladies, and they tried to justify their claim to be Christian by saying the early Christians didn't believe Jesus was God. Is this true? Well, of course not. Let me share a few examples. Take John 1.1, where John describes Jesus as the Word and writes the Word was God. Now, in order to get around this, the JWs translate the phrase as the Word was a God. But this is based on a misunderstanding of Greek grammar. Consider also Colossians 2.9, where St. Paul writes, For in him, that is Jesus, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. In 1 Corinthians 8.6, Paul describes Jesus as the one through whom we exist. Isn't God the one ultimately responsible for the existence of things? So, contrary to what the JWs think, to be Christian, you must believe Jesus is God. I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers, catholic.com. The Spirit World continues with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. If you have a question for the show, call 877-757-9424 or email tsw at grnonline.com. We are back and we're glad you have joined us for this Open Forum Mailbag Show uh, for the first day of July. I love it, the precious blood of Jesus. Wow, it doesn't get any better than that. And we're talking with Mary in Wichita, Kansas. Mary, sorry that I had to interrupt you. Um, just wanted to, to, to let you know, Mary, uh, we do have full phone lines plus, plus we have uh, comments coming in. So I, I need you to get to the the kind of the the point of this and then and the let I'll let Adam comment, okay? I, I am. I, I'm at the end. All of these things were happening. I talked to my advisor at the college who was the head of the theology department, and she said I needed to have my house blessed. So I went to um, our pastor, and we actually had a a substitute because ours had been um, recovering from illness. So this uh, associate, he did not want to bless the house. He said, no, it's really hard. And he said, if it's been blessed, it can't be blessed again. And I knew that it hadn't been because it would be on their records. And it wasn't on their records at the house of Seth because it was in that parish. He finally consented to come and bless the house. After he blessed the house, 
nothing happened again and hasn't happened since and this was like 30 years ago okay mary so what what's your specific question well i was calling when you had a program about things like this happening i called in and then was and i was told to call back and tell my story okay but i think we did everything correct according to what i heard you saying on that program mm -hmm. yeah so um just a few things mary thank you for the story it's it's a uh, really good typical example of how things go in a home uh that is troubled spiritually and the first step that we always do and and i think is advisable is to get a thorough house blessing done um, most parishes don't keep a record of what houses have been blessed. Maybe the, the priest that did it might remember, but they generally don't keep a ledger of that. So, and also it's fine to bless a house yearly or more often. Uh, I wouldn't bug your priest and say, come out and bless it every month kind of thing. But, you know, we can look at one traditional blessing, the Epiphany blessing of the threshold is done at Epiphany each year by the head of the household or the priest. So it's okay to bless a house multiple times. If it resolved, that's great. Then just uh, be grateful and move on and let it go. If the blessing, mm -hmm. if the keep records here in this area where I'm okay. at because we researched it, and then I had to have all the drawers and cupboards and everything open and all that mm -hmm. special instructions. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's good. They did a thorough house blessing, and, and if that resolved it, that's great. It does resolve a lot of things. Um, you know, and of course, we want to have common sense at the beginning, which I'm sure you did, to rule out animals in the walls and things like that. Um, but it sounds like there was certainly more than just the scratching. So, yeah, thank you very much. It's a good exemplar. Um, yep. Always work with your local priest. Yep. Thank you, Mary, for following up and sharing your story. We appreciate it so very, very much. We're, we are going to move very, very quickly um, through the calls because you have asked us to do that. Okay. And you've been waiting for this open forum. So we'll go to Mary Beth next in uh, Marietta, Ohio. Um, she is waiting patiently, um, listening to Alexa. Hi, Mary Beth. Hello, Debbie. Um, I wanted to say, first of all, what is it you say at the beginning about the spirit world? What is that one-liner that you say? Uh, what, um, about angels and demons? No, yeah. Very, mm -hmm. You say, welcome to the, is it the spirit world or something yes, like that? Yes, the spirit world. Uh -huh. um, that almost sounds new age-ish, you know? Like when I first was um, going through my channels here on the radio, and I was thinking, I wonder if you would ever consider adding, adding a word like heavenly spirit world or something like that. I don't know. It just was kind of interesting. But I guess it is demons, right? And, you know, it is the good and bad. So it, it just shocked me because it's not something normally you'd hear on right. WTN. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, well, as you know, Mary Beth, we're far from uh, the new age. Um, so we're, we're on the uh, ap absolute other side. But Adam, do you want to comment about that? Because that is that is a question when you hear like the spirit world. Um, you know, we have to, you know, we're addressing angels and demons and everything in between. So why don't you address mm -hmm. Mary Beth? Yeah, I mean, certainly the spiritual world around us is a reality that's scripturally based and, and based in the church's teaching. There's there's angels that are uh, pure spirit. There's fallen angels that are pure spirit. There's souls in purgatory that 
uh, in rare cases, God allows them to signal the living for, for prayer. And there's a church triumphant, the souls that are in heaven. Um, and then, of course, there's the Holy Spirit that is spoken to the prophets. Um, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit that the priests invoke over people. Um, there's just many ways that the spirit world is is kind of a big part of the church. The mystical body of Christ is a, is both a physical and spiritual reality. So, yeah, we're not talking about the New Age at all. We're just um, perhaps emphasizing the supernatural and the preternatural because that's a side of the church that a lot of people in our age um, don't talk talk about and, and get educated on. Does that help, Mary Beth? Yes, and then I was going to say one more thing really, really fast. Sure. Um, Debbie, did you, did you ever realize by talking about guardian angels in particular, mm-hmm. how that can draw people of all faith together. Maybe that's a silly mm-hmm. point, but I was thinking, I know you're not traveling much, but boy, I'd love to have you come down to Marietta and mm-hmm. talk, and I could just see everyone mm-hmm. flocking to hear about guardian angels. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we turn them on to EWTN, and then EWTN turns them into Catholics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's too cool. Uh, Mary Beth, you're spot on. Uh, I, that's one of the first things I say when I go out and, and speak on angels, is that angels are in... Um, all, all across faith traditions and beliefs, and it's one of the it's one of the topics that everybody can, um, you know, identi- uh, agree with and and also acknowledge, which is beautiful. Um, and so yes, it, it yeah beautiful. it yes, and it does bring people um, together. You're absolutely spot on. As a matter yeah. of fact, when we when I when I sat on an interfaith. Um, committee in my diocese and then also an ecumenical uh, board as well, um, we, we oftentimes we would talk about angels because the, the, it, it, there's not, not a lot of pushback on it and not, there's the, um, the blocks don't seem to happen with the, with the angels. What was your experience of that, Adam? Uh, for me, that's what it's always been, that it goes across all faiths. Yeah, certainly the Abrahamic religions, Judaism, Islam, and uh, all the Christian and Catholic Christian traditions um, have an understanding of angels. The Zoroastrians have an understanding of angels. And there are different kind of versions and understandings of them yes. um, as messengers of God in probably every religion. It, you know, some, it would be a little convoluted, but certainly they're there. There's an mm-hmm. understanding that there are both good and bad spirits that were never human that interact with mankind, I think, in right. every religion. Right. Yeah. So, Mary Beth, you were spot on. Thank you so much, and God bless you. Thanks for weighing in today on the Open Forum Show of the Spirit World. That was Mary Beth from Ohio. Okay, we're going to go to Christopher now. Christopher is in Grand Rapids, Michigan, listening on Holy Family Radio. We're we're hearing all from all around the country. Hi, Christopher. Welcome to the Spirit World. Oh, it's such a pleasure to speak to you, Debbie and Adam, uh, most especially on uh, July 1st, uh, the uh, uh, sacred blood of our, of our coveted Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, my question to you, I'm a, fu- I'm a full-time a, uh, theology, amen, theology student at Aquinas College here in Grand Rapids, and I, what I've seen is uh, demonic oppression. I've noticed that uh, the, further, the further I... I delve um, the, uh, the the more I'm in church, the more that I'm around, um, you know, my my PhD doctors, uh, Catholicism in general. 
that I, I really do feel the spirits, the, 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 the demons. Um, I've noticed so many different things uh, tend to, uh, when you look back, you go, oh my goodness, that's demonic oppression. And I guess my question is, um, is, is this true? Because I feel like it is. And secondly, um, what can we do as, as good Catholics? Um, I, I mean, I pray for my priests, because they get it a lot, too. And that's my question. Okay, Christopher. Um, yeah, so it's kind of a kind of a consistent, almost a truism, that the closer you get to God, and the more that you're responding to God and, and really striving for God, you're going to get resistance. Now... The more important thing, it's not to say like, oh, well, then I don't want to pray because I'm going to get, you know, the enemy's going to be messing with me, so I'll just avoid God, I'll avoid the whole thing. That's not the way to go. The, the way to see this is Jesus allows, because he has to allow, they're all his creatures, he's God, right? He has to allow that, and he does allow it, as the best I can understand, and from being, you know, seeing um, the way the demons attack people uh, through being at these exorcisms over these years, he allows it as a test and a trial because with that resistance, we get spiritually stronger, we see more of the reality of the spirit world, and we come out the other side of that stronger in our relationship with God. You can just think of some of the saints that have been badly demonically attacked as they get at that end stage of the spiritual life, getting closer and closer to the unitive experience, uh, the the resistance becomes greater. But that's something God allows. So we shouldn't think of it as a negative, like, well, then I don't want to pursue the spiritual life because it's going to be hard. It's part of the trial, and it's part of the growth. If we think of resistance in life, it's often seasons of life that were very difficult, and there was a lot of resistance. And when we didn't give up and we overcame it, that becomes kind of a uh, tentpole in our life that we look back on and gives us strength today, and it's the same way in the, in the spiritual life. So yes, this this can happen. Uh, the enemy doesn't want you becoming a theology, you know, graduate and and teaching uh, theology to others. I've known many young priests that in seminary they go through periods of trial, but they persevere. Um, and I've been at at exorcisms where we brought in a seminarian or two with permission that that just was going to sit in. Um, and the demons explicitly said, you, I don't want you to become a priest. I'm going to scare you so bad today that you give up and don't become a priest. So we know when, you know, when they're unveiled at the exorcisms, they actively really want to stop us uh, from living out our ministry. So I hope that helps. Thank you so very much for your, uh, for your great, great uh, answer and uh, perseverance, and I promise to, uh, to do that. Amen. Thank you, Christopher. Amen. Thank and, and thank you for diving deeply into theology. That is awesome. We just pray that the good Lord blesses you with um, wonderful ministry opportunities, okay? Keep, keep in touch with us, okay? Check in I with will. us. I will. Thank you. God bless. Okay. Thanks, Christopher. God bless you. Lots of prayers for you. Theology can, you know, it can be tough. It's a a lot to learn, and and uh, but it's it's very rewarding. We can tell you that. Um, So you hear the music, everyone else. Sit tight. Just hold on. We'll get to you. We're going as fast as we possibly can. We'll get to Peggy and Dominic and Cheryl and the others. And you are sending in a lot of comments. It's a good thing we're doing a second. 
uh, open forum mailbag show at the end of July. Way, way to go, the Spirit World listeners. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. That is the easiest way to follow us at the Spirit World Podcast. And we'll be right back. Have you heard about life coaching? Hi, this is Coach Felicity with your Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute. Coaching is one of the things Jesus did with his disciples. Whenever they were stuck, overwhelmed, or even struggling a bit, Jesus asked questions that brought clarity and hope. He then used ongoing conversations that helped them to navigate the path and completely change their lives. Just like the disciples, we too can find ourselves feeling stuck, overwhelmed, and struggling a bit. Maybe you need help in your marriage or with a parenting issue. You're navigating a loss, you want to improve your health, or advance your career. At StandTallToday.com, our experienced coaches will help you to take another look at life, renew your hope, get past those challenges, and step into living abundantly. You can find out more about coaching and schedule a free introductory call by visiting us at StandTallToday.com. Listen, life is too short to stay stuck. Contact us at StandTallToday.com. This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. If you're looking for a gift to give your spouse that's not fattening or expensive, listen in. This is one of the most precious things you have, but you can give it to them every day. Do you know what it is? Your time. Do you have time every day where you and your spouse check in and connect together? If you don't, start brainstorming right now about when you can fit it in. Maybe when you both arrive home, you can take a few minutes to step in private just to ask how our day was. Maybe it's getting a few minutes earlier in the morning to make coffee together. It doesn't need to be long, but it does need to happen every day. If you and your spouse are ships passing in the night during a busy season of life, take at least five minutes alone to hug, talk, check in, and connect. A successful marriage is made up of little things like this. Commit to having a daily connection with your spouse. It may turn out to be the most important gift you've ever given. To find out more about connecting with your spouse, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. The Spirit World continues with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. If you have a question for the show, call 877-757-9424 or email tsw at grnonline.com. Boy, Adam, our show announcer pronounces my last name better than I do today. That's awesome. He's so good. He must be a professional. Okay, we're going to go back to the phones. Uh, we do have an open phone line for you if you want to sneak in uh, before the end of the show. We will have another open forum, uh, live open forum show at the end of j- July, but we don't want you to wait. If you have something you want to ask, please do so now. Here is the number 877 757 9424. This is your last chance to get in on this show. Okay, we're going to go back to the phones to Peggy in Anderson, South Carolina, listening on EWTN. Hi, Peggy. Thanks for waiting and welcome. Oh, thank you for your show. Uh, Spiritual warfare, I was introduced to it, and I have a question about healing. My daughter 
seems to be having uh, some really significant spiritual attacks in her life. And, um, you know, I'd love to take her to Jeanette's thing, but that's in Massachusetts. We don't have healing masses in my area. There's not a lot of talk about spiritual warfare. And, you know, you're always reading where the father is the head of the household. I've had other children, you know, really get healed during, you know, adoration and a priest that did healing. Can what do I do? Do I just ask my husband to pray over her? Do I have to take her to Massachusetts to get this spiritual healing? I'm really, really struggling. Okay, Peggy. So uh, first off, I'm sorry that that you're struggling with that, and and we don't have time to like unpack exactly what's going on for your daughter, which yeah, that that would be important. But let me give you some general principles. Um, first off, with healing, no, you don't need to like seek out. The, the special person with a special charism. God is God. God is everywhere. The most important thing is really her kind of attitude and approach uh, and how much she's trusting Jesus in her relationship with him. And so the most important thing is the basics of her faith, and that is her going to Mass, her getting to confession, spending time in daily prayer, nothing excessive or or out of balance with the rest of life, doing all of those basics. If those basics are there and she's in a state of grace and she's still experiencing, you know, significant spiritual attacks of some type, then you really need to start discerning, well, how how much are those real spiritual attacks? Um, how much of that could be anxiety, could be developmental stages in life, that kind of thing? And you can talk with your priest, and it they don't necessarily need to know a lot about spiritual warfare, though every priest you know can pray over people and pray for them. Uh, but talk with them and, and try to start sifting through that and find out, like, okay, well she's in a state of grace, she's going to mass, she's you know she is baptized, she's confirmed. Um, try to unpack what's going on there. And, you know, possibly some some counseling. You know, there could be something in her life maybe that's troubling her, uh, something that she's going through that is private to her that maybe she hasn't shared. Like, there, there could be other pieces to the puzzle. So what I'm basically saying is, number one, you don't have to go anywhere special. God is everywhere. The most important thing is trusting him to participate in the sacraments. And secondly is don't rule out the mundane. Don't rule out mental illness, regular life trials and struggles, stress and strain. Um, those can be very real factors, and you want to make sure you know, you're covering those also. So those are some general principles. Um, if it is very serious attacks, Peggy, you know, like uh, scratching, um, something really unusual that, that you're verifying, then you need to call the central office of your diocese, not your local priest, and ask, do you have any priests in the diocese that are specialized in this? You know, these unusual things are happening. And then, you know, take your daughter to visit with that priest. Hello? Does, does that work, Peggy? That, oh, my gosh. Oh, I, very, 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 very much. She is a very active Catholic, you know. She gets the sacraments. She works in a Catholic school. But I love the advice, and I shall take it. Thank you very much, and God bless you both. Thank you, you, Peggy. Too. Keep us posted. You can always email us at tsw at grnonline.com. Okay, we'll go to Dominic. Dominic is in... 
Hazleton, Pennsylvania, listening on Sirius XM 130. Hi, Dominic. Thank you so much for being so patient and waiting, and welcome to the spirit world. Hi, guys. How are you? Doing well. How are you, sir? Good. My question, and I don't know how much of the spirit, but I'm a firm believer in the chaplet of the divine mercy. That's my first prayer in the morning, and then second prayer is St. Michael. And then you hear about in St. Michael about how they de- like the evil spirits and the devil, like devouring, they devour people's souls like lions and everything. What, let me ask you this. I mean, how, where do people end up, God forbid, when they're passing? Do these, did the devil and, this, and, the, and evil spirits actually attack people if they pass and they don't let them go to heaven safely and they don't allow a peaceful death? I mean, I know the chaplet, you know, that I read, it says that our Lord gave uh, to St. Faustina the promises, the four promises that are really important. But when I read St. Michael, I say it every day. He's one of my patron saints. But with these, with the saint, with the devil and evil spirits trying to destroy people when they're already on their way home. Could you fill me, could you give me any lead way on that or no? Sure, Dominic. So there's there's a little bit that you're missing there in your understanding of it. So, you know, as Paul tells us in, in Scripture, to be separate from the body is to, to be with Jesus or before Jesus. So, you know, at the moment of death, we are immediately uh, in our particular judgment with Jesus. And our soul is, is immediately there. It is judged in a, in a particular judgment and either goes to heaven, hell, or purgatory. You know, God willing, almost nobody goes to hell. Uh, and then we move on to whatever that state is. Even um, a person that is possessed, if they die, their soul is separated from the demonic and is judged just like every other soul. There is no way that the demons can interfere with you getting to heaven or interfere with your judgment or basically do anything that God isn't allowing. They are merely creatures. If they truly have a claim on a person and the person has decided to reject God completely, then God may damn them. And in that case, the demons would win. You know, the reference to destroying souls isn't about grabbing the soul as you're on your way to your judgment or heaven. That's a reference to spiritual death or damnation. The the demons are trying to get us in a state where we're going to die in mortal sin that's unconfessed and reject God's mercy um, and then possibly get us damned. That's what they're going for. It's not they don't have the ability to, like, destroy a soul. All they can do is tempt us to sin in our lives, which is what ultimately could destroy our soul if we die in that state of mortal sin and really reject God's mercy. So be at peace with that. These are very limited creatures. Uh, they're all on a leash. They're very limited in what they can do. You don't need to be anxious about them. Focus on Jesus and the positive. Michael, you know, uh, all of these prayers are great. Uh, Mm -hmm. focus on the positive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and stick with your Divine Mercy messages, Dominic, and the devotion and St. Michael prayer. I'm a firm believer of both, and so way to go. I mean, I agree with Adam. Just stay focused on Jesus, and and it'll all be be well. You'll see. Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend. You too. God bless you. You know what? I love that we focus, you know, we— we're dealing with a lot of negative things, right, Adam? And and it's very important that we 
um, emphasize on a regular basis that we focus on Jesus, you know, and we focus on heaven and we focus on union with God. Okay. If we do that, if we keep that focus, all will be well because God wants us more than, you know what I'm saying? He wants all of us. So we just have to go in the right direction. I think sometimes we, um, just out of, just because it's human nature, the, sometimes the fear and anxiety, uh, creeps up inside of us where we, we start to think, okay, let me get rid of all the negative. Instead, let's, let's have an abundance of God, right? An, a, a, an abundance of the positive. Speak a little bit about that because I think that can really help folks to get over some of the fears, Adam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I see this in, in the uh, the exorcism ministry, when people are, are possessed and the demons really can speak to them all the time, I can tell you, you know, a big part of their M.O. is to try to convince the person God doesn't love you. He's given up That's on right. you. That's right. Uh, you know, we're all you have to look forward to, you know, trying to get the person to choose to give up on God's love uh, for them. It's a head game. And it is a big part of what the demonic does because our free will they can't touch. And a mm -hmm. form of temptation is to get us to give up on God. So, um, yeah, focusing on the positive, it's going to resolve the issues. Go to confession, everybody. It's mm -hmm. incredibly powerful. Just go to confession, accept the mercy, truly accept it, and move on. Let it go if it's been forgiven. God has forgiven it. Move on, firmly amend to not do it again, make some changes in your life, and then let that go. Because if you dwell on the negativity, you're putting the devil at the center of your spiritual life, as opposed to putting God at the center of your spiritual life. In your mind, there should be a spotlight on God. That's what's before you. Don't let anxiety and the devil creep in. Jesus That's tells right. us not to fear, uh, and the devil tells us to fear. So, you know, yes, uh, shifting to the positive, that's ultimately what we do. Mm -hmm. Amen to that. Okay, we're going to get back to the phones. Dominic freed up a phone line, so if you'd like to jump in, now is the time to do it. Don't wait any longer. 877-757-9424. Okay, that's the number to call. You'll speak to Anna. She's delightful to talk to, wonderful to talk to, um, and she'll, put, she'll chat with you for a few minutes, put you on hold. You'll get to listen live. Let's go back to the phones, Adam, and we've, and we've got a few... Um, mail uh some emails that i want to address especially james from pensacola uh very interesting about an elderly female that was in um an exorcism um and uh about rebuking the the demons so we're going to talk about that in a moment but let's go to cheryl in nevada listening on sirius xm 130 hi cheryl hi welcome what's your question oh hi oh, hi um uh, we were talking, you know, about the house blessings, and I'm just wondering, because I donate to these different charities, and oftentimes they'll send me back a certificate saying that they have blessed my house, and, you know, may all who enter and who all live in this home be protected. And, and I'm wondering, is that the same or as good as a priest actually coming out and blessing your house? Mm. You know, it's from these Franciscan friars and missions and things. So is it something that you hang in your house, like as a prayer that you would say, as, you know? And yeah, it has, it's like a certificate, and it says, God bless this house, and it mm. says, may all who enter and abide. Um, I don't know if it's a prayer I'm supposed to say. It's like a prayer okay. that 
I guess it's like a prayer, and I'm just wondering if it's as good as a house blessing. Or... Well, it's up to God, Cheryl, but more importantly, in a sense, it's up to your bishop. So depending on the diocese that you live in, you want to check in with your priest and say, hey, what's the standard guidance in our diocese for house blessing? Because it's probably going to be pick up the book of blessings and have the priest come and bless the home, mm-hmm. sprinkle some holy water, whatever the, the, the norm that the bishop has established in your diocese is what you should be doing. So, you know, always there's a footnote with everything. Jesus can do whatever he wants. So if your faith is great uh, and Jesus wills it, that blessing is wonderful and it could be quote unquote as good, but we, it's really hard to talk that way about God. Um, but I would say more, kind of more importantly is check in with your priest and say, hey, is this acceptable in our diocese? Should I rely on this? Are you willing to come out? My two cents, Cheryl, would be have your priest come use the holy water and pray in the house because not only is that a wonderful blessing that the priest is actually coming as a priest, a minister of the church in your home, but it's an opportunity to grow in your faith community, to grow in your relationship with your priest. It's an opportunity maybe to chat about things or hear confession. It's just a beautiful, encouraging thing for a priest to be in your home, you know, once or twice a year. And I just want to jump in real quickly, Cheryl, because your situation actually happened with me and and my home. Um, and I know exactly what you're talking about, those certificates and those blessings, those house blessings that you receive uh, through the mail or even... Um, in, in some other in some other way, like if, 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 if it's like a general blessing for your home, I completely mm-hmm. agree with Adam. When I called uh, my, my pastor, he said, no, I, I want to specifically come out to your home and, and one-on-one with you and your home and, and bless your home. Exactly what Adam was saying with the holy water. And it is an opportunity for great spiritual growth and to to be there as the priest is blessing your particular home. So I think it's great to have all these additional blessings. It's just like somebody says, well, how many, how many blessed metals do you need around the house? Well, I have like thousands. Okay. So, you know, it's, it, it's great to have all these wonderful blessings around you, but I think to personally have your priest come out to your home is, is, is an added and is, is very special, Cheryl. Okay. Okay. That's just my personal opinion. We're not rep- I, you, you weren't representing the, the church teaching on that, Adam, were you? Because I wasn't. I was just re- representing from what, I, what my experience was. Sure. The first thing I said, Deb, was for Cheryl to check in with, with her priest to see what the guidelines in that diocese, diocese. are. Which are, Perfect. Which, are Perfect. which is, yeah, it's likely going to be to go to the Book of Blessings and have him come out. Right. Okay, Cheryl? Okay, thanks. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you so much. That was a great question, actually. I love when we get questions on the open forum shows, uh, Adam, that pertain to so many of us that we're all kind of dealing with things uh, similar because that, and it helps to be able to um, uh, give an explanation and, and teach a little bit on this so that we can all be better formed in the faith. Okay, Mary is up next, and Mary is in New York on Sirius XM 130. Hello, Mary. Welcome. Hi. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm good, thanks. So what's on your mind? You, well, I just, I'm struggling or confused, looking for some direction. Um, I practice mediumship, but I'm also a devout Christian. And theologically, I struggle with what I'm reading, what people say, what the actual teachings are, and listening to one of your last callers, 
that priests work with exorcisms and the devil, which is a, a spirit, which is against us. Mediumship works with the good spirits. So I'm kind of struggling on my Christianity and also being a medium. Okay, so Mary. You advise. Okay, Mary. So um, these two are, are kind of not compatible. They're kind of mutually exclusive in the sense that mediumship is one of the things uh, that is explicitly forbidden in the Bible, and it's been against the church's teachings. Um, one document that you can go and look at, uh, which is about the New Age, and i pretty confident mentions mediumship also, you can Google this later, is Jesus Christ, the Bearer of the Water of Life, which is a, a multi-year study the Vatican did on the New Age. Um, but you know, the Bible itself, if you just um, do, you can do a Google search on the Bible mediumship. Um, so, yeah, I understand that y you feel that they're good spirits, but from experience and having worked with some people, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I hesitate to tell you, you know, explicitly and as clearly as I'm feeling it, because I don't want to insult you or upset you, but I really don't think those are good spirits. I have debriefed a number of people over the years that were involved in mediumship, channeling, ghost hunting, various things like this, and inevitably over the over the time, the months or the years, it becomes more and more of a dominating relationship. So it starts out helpful, and then pretty soon they're telling you what to do and what not to do, and providing more and more guidance. And the big litmus test, Mary, is don't do what they're directing for a while and see what happens. Uh, oftentimes these things claim to be your friends or something good, as long as you're doing exactly what they want. And when you start doing things that they don't want, it often turns ugly. Um, but anyway, at the base level, and I think, Deb, you would, you would agree, um, mediumship and Christianity are basically mutually exclusive uh, in the sense that it is so strongly forbidden in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mary, can I ask, are you Catholic or a, a non-denominational Christian? Mary? Yes. Are you Catholic? Yes, you are. Okay. Um, Mary, I, I just have to tell you, this is from my, my own personal experience in religious education for over uh, 30 years. Um, Mary, I would really um, depart from, from that avenue that you're, that you're uh, going down with um, being a medium or even trying to make any type of uh, uh, contact or receive any messages or, or decipher anything. It is a dangerous road. I have seen it as well in religious education, and I'm not nearly as, as deep in, in, in the exorcism ministry that Adam is. I mean, Adam does this on a regular basis. He, is, he has a coach and been in over a thousand exorcisms, Mary. It is, I think it's a very dangerous road. I would, I would go to confession and I would, I would, I would start anew and, and stop it abrupt immediately and, and, and make an, a, a quick turn out of this and, and really just stay focused on, on what we know to be true, true in Holy Mother Church, Mary. I just feel that strongly. I can't even begin to tell you as, just as you were speaking, I, in in my spirit, Mary, I felt that something was uh, uh, potentially dangerous. Okay, I'll take it under advisement. I just I wanted to hear what you had, what you two okay. had to say about okay. it because, like I said, I'm str I'm struggling back and yeah. forth because of you know what I've been taught right. and what I've been shown. 
So it's just, I, right. I believe me, I err on the side of you. Believe me, I do. That's yeah. why I think I need the, needed right. the affirmation of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, Mary, one thing I want to tell you something, because I was a spiritual director for many years. If you're struggling, there's a reason you're struggling. And there's no accident that you called in today. We believe that St. Michael is is definitely watching out for this show. And, and we believe that the Holy Spirit is, is absolutely guiding um, all the discussions and the content of this show. Mary, I believe this is your chance to break free and, and to really um, go in a different path and go in the, in the real. See, and the beauty of what you have, Mary, is you're a deep person. You can tell you're very deep. So all you need to do is, is get rid of that part of it and then just dive deep in your Catholicism and let the blessings and graces flow. That's what I would do, Mary. It's real simple in my book. It sounds like a plan and I appreciate it. Okay, keep us posted. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Keep us posted. Okay, thank you, Mary. God bless you. God bless you, Mary. That was a really, really um, good call right from the heart. And I, 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 I'm so grateful to Mary that she trusted us with that call. Okay, so I was going to get to James from Pensacola's email, but he did one better than that. He called in. So James is on the line from Pensacola, Florida, and Guadalupe Radio Network, and he's going to ask the question on air. Hi, James. Hey there. How you doing, Debbie and Adam? It's good to hear from you. <laughs> so and good. I enjoy your program. Yeah. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Okay, uh, I got a little story I want to tell, and then I want to, uh, you know, I have a question. Well, James, okay, uh, James, James, before you get started, yes. we 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 only have a few minutes left in the hour. So, if you could do a Cliff's Notes, really sum it up in a sentence or two, and then get to the question, because I I know we all want to tell our story, but we don't have much time. Okay, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to say this. Okay, there's, I mean, in the Protestant world, you know, my question is, in the Protestant world, what, I mean, they're able to cast out demons, you know, right away. And, uh, and you have to have some kind of training, you know, you know, to cast out devils in the Catholic Church, you know. And, and, and my question is, there was this there was this one minister that had who was on TV and he was talking about he cut cast the devil out but in the corner there was a, a a woman that was able to you know say stop it and the demon actually came out. And my question is, you know, do you really actually have to have that trait? Because you have to be under the anointing of the Lord. Okay, James. So um yeah, this is getting at an interesting dialogue. So I can tell you, having spoken to uh, big Protestant conferences and, and big ministers uh, within the Protestant church, deliverance prayer works up to a point, but when they come across a full-blown real possession case, it doesn't, and they tend to refer them, them to the Catholics. So this is bigger than we can cover, and the music's here. Um, but basically, God is God. But when it comes to the very serious cases, you need the exorcism. Thank you, James, so very much. Mark and the others, we're not going to get to you. You can always email us for the upcoming uh, end of July mailbag show at tsw at grnonline.com. Until next Saturday, for Adam Bly, I'm Debbie Giorgiani, wishing you a beautiful and blessed week. Happy Independence Day. We'll see you real soon. <laughs>